All right. Welcome, everybody, to All Roads Lead to Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Ryan, and I am here with a client of mine who, and it's funny, I was saying I've been doing this for over a year now, and this is the first, very first time I have spoken to someone in your situation, shall I say, and it's the, yeah. one of the most common situations we deal with, and that is of a first-time home buyer yes. going yeah. through this journey and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in is A, because you're lovely, and I thought thought you would be fantastic to speak with, but uh, I just think the emotional um, experience that goes through the, not only the actual process of buying the home, but what leads into it, and all the concerns, and all the things running through your head, right? Oh yeah, so much of that, especially as an overthinker, so. (laughs) And you are exceptionally analytical, so the reason you're in this chair is if you're listening to this at home and you're like, well, no, 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 I'm, I'm type A. I'm going to think through mm-hmm. every detail. Boy, they are not. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are so fantastically with it. And um, and so I thought you'd be a perfect person to to hopefully to peel back right a few layers and to understand what that experience is like. And hopefully we can help some people that might be on the fence or, or nervous about what Definitely. this looks like and feels like. Yeah. And we can help them through that journey because you closed so recently ago. Mm-hmm. How many, how long ago was what it? What was it, Matt? Yeah, and first, thanks for having me. Um, yes. But yeah, it was, uh, today's Thursday, it was last Wednesday. So there like, we go. What? yeah, seven, eight days ago. There um, you go. And the yeah. whole process was so quick as well. So yeah. It, it was. So, um, so welcome. And so you are also close in terms of proximity. Yes. So your yeah. new home, which you haven't moved into officially yet, is right, right down the road here in the Towson area. Yeah, super and so close. You're going to be neighbors. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so that's always yeah. excellent. So uh, your name is Tarini, and uh, and so I just want to give a little background uh, regarding like kind of where you're from and a little bit about your journey, just so people know who we're speaking with. Yeah. And so help me uh, understand kind of where you're from, and uh, and let's go from there. Yeah. So I'm Tarini. Um, I grew up in Howard County, so Ellicott City, um, about 30 minutes from here. Um, I, my background is, um, I've always been in startups and operations roles. Um, and I decided, well, actually kind of, I'll, uh, maybe we'll go into like how I decide to actually decide to buy a house and move sure. to the area. But, um, my brother, sister and new baby nephew are in the area. Um, and so that's kind of how I got acclimated with this area and decided to move here. That's right. So you're from Ellicott city. So yeah. we probably grew up uh, yeah. near each other. So <laughs> I also grew up in Howard County, very, very close to Ellicott city in Sykesville. Yeah. And so and so you were born and raised there. And eventually, like you said, you moved over to the D.C. area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I moved. So I actually, funnily enough, I went to school in Virginia and then I moved to design school in New York. And so I was in New York actually for a couple of years, then moved down to D.C., was there for about three years. And last year was working remotely all over um, and decided that I wanted to kind of just like have some roots um, in one place. All my family's in Maryland. So that's how I decided from after coming from all over coming back to this area. Well, welcome on back. We're yeah. proud to have you. <laughs> and uh, and so as a side note, just an interesting tidbit, because yeah. I deal with people that move, obviously, all the time. You are describing the differences in personalities and Absolutely, type yeah. of people in the D.C. area because you were considering potentially yeah. staying there. I was. Yeah, I was and there yeah. here in the Maryland metro area. So mm-hmm. in your words, how how would you categorize that? I, I think like the process over the last month really solidified like how I felt about moving back to this area um, in that, I don't know, there was just more like a warmness to um, folks that I remember growing up with in Maryland. And I was really reminded of like working with you and your team at and then also with John um, and, and his the team. Lender. Yeah, the yep. lender. Yeah. Um, and his mortgage team. And so. I think like especially there was less of a coldness in a way. Um, and I think I got used to that, especially living like in New York and in D.C. and even like abroad as well in certain cities. Um, that's nice. It's it's more of like a suburban feel, um, but just more of a warmness and um, a community feel that I, I really found coming back here. Yeah, I I don't know if you meant it as a compliment, but as you were describing one of the reasons you, while we were pending, you were just like the just the general feel you get mm-hmm. from everyone you're interacting with mm-hmm. it's just warmer it's it's a nicer you know kind of almost like a southerly feel it's kind of like absolutely and it's like everyone's like looking out for you too i think that's that's the thing that i feel like i really lucked out with um being connected with your agency and with you is that um i was really fortunate to um yeah to find a place and got gotten really lucky with the whole process and 
being supported and like advocated for throughout the entire thing um, that I feel like was a little different from when I was like looking in D.C., especially last summer, very briefly. But even from the first like interactions that I had there, I found a difference. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for putting that in context. Yeah. I, it, you I don't know, articulated it so clearly. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about yeah, D.C. and absolutely. some of these other. It's w- one of the reasons it's tough for me to move or consider moving. Yes. And uh, and I was I always thought that I would live abroad Honestly, like I was in London in the fall. Um, I was expecting to move back there. Um, different circumstances and things changed, but I really feel like it all worked out for the best. Um, and this entire process, I think, really solidified like why I wanted to move back here. And it really comes down to like the people in the community. Right. So, yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, so not bad. So, OK, well, wonderful. So you decided to to look this direction. Yes. And yeah. so leading up to that. So did you consider looking for a rental in the area just to to find a spot for a year or two and then figure out what you want or how did you like what was going through your mind yeah i think um so i think most of like my post-college life was spent renting um and to be honest i thought that i would be renting for like indefinitely like i i was really like i'm not gonna buy a house like that's nothing I want until like for maybe like 10, 15 years down the line. I don't know where I want to settle down per se. Um, and it's funny, like I got I get I got alerts from like Zillow and Zoopla, which is like an international like which is one based in the UK, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll move to London. Maybe I'll like move to this area. And I happened to get an alert for this place um, that there was this home listed. And I was like, well, let me just check it out. I really like the house itself. I like the area. It's right down the street from um, my brother, my sister. Um and so I I just looked at it and like loved it. And I like that it's close enough to my to my parents um, in Ellicott City, but it's far enough that it feels different. Right. Um, and the more that I just kind of like was around the area looking around, I enjoyed it even more. And so I think it was really um, that I also wanted an investment. I didn't really want to continue to rent um, and put money into something that could have potentially been um, something that I owned. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And so in America, it's interesting. You might not know the specific statistic here, but Mm -hmm. over 40 percent of the U.S. population rents at any given time. Yeah. And it's never, ever been basically you've never had renters go below that threshold. Okay, So it's not everyone's dream to own, which is always interesting because you always have a big subset of the population that has no desire to own. Yeah. And specifically, now that I'm getting older and older, it's the younger generation that's considering this thinking, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, exactly. And what's your assessment as a non-real estate professional? Why in the world do so many people have no interest in ownership? I felt the exact same way. Like if you asked me three months ago if I wanted to own a place, I was like, no. I was like, I don't want that. Like in my mind, I was like, I don't want that debt. I don't want like that commitment. Um, <clears throat> I just like it was just something that wasn't on my radar. Um and just circum like i don't know it was really like a feeling that changed for me and i don't know really how to describe it because i was like die hard renter forever um that it was just the right it was like the right circumstance and the place itself was huge for me and the location and a number of things that like changed in life that um brought me to that that point but i'm not surprised a lot of people don't decide not to rent i think it's a huge it's feels like a daunting commitment um, and it feels like a lot of money. Um, and I felt the same way until I got a little bit more educated about it and like saw what my options actually were. And right. that made it a reality. Well, and you're fortunate, right? You're <laughs> a professional. You make you have earn a good living. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you are in a slightly different situation. Actually, for you sure. know, the home that you ended up purchasing for a first time home buyer is well above the average first time home buyer's Definitely. price point. Yeah. Um so you're you're very uh I, I would assume like just I'm lucky. And yeah. Lucky. I'm very blessed. Yeah. I'm and I'm very grateful. That's that's I think the caveat is like not everyone is able to to be able to do that or like the the price and those things. Um but I do have a lot of friends who are in like lower income thresholds and those kind of things who also all owned and f- still for the longest time I was like I am not going to own a place um yeah. even though all the friends around me for like like three four or five years ago all bought places like in Baltimore yeah. or around the area as well well um, I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure I like just to, to help not just educate you but folks listening that yes you're in a situation where mm. you could afford yeah, a home right there are people that think they can't exactly because that's not something that i heard you say when you were considering renting or owning yeah. most folks i that i hear the biggest obstacle for them is they think they can't afford it Absolutely. it's not an option for them in their yeah. minds yeah 
Makes and, sense. And that's not something I think you had to necessarily deal with, Mm-mm. but that's a roadblock for a lot of people. And yeah. you probably, since you didn't necessarily qualify for grants yeah. and other financial based programs, they do totally. exist and they're right. out there. They're really, really out there for most for most people that might otherwise think it's not out there. Exactly. And I, I think, too, um, I I completely get like that that completely makes sense especially because i think i really didn't think that i would be in a financial position to like even fathom buying somewhere even half the cost of this place until probably like two years ago like just work and situ like life things change that made me able to afford it um because i had the exact same mindset about that like years ago and i remember even going into friends houses and i was like if you don't mind me asking like how much do you put down like what is your mortgage like what are all these things because i really did feel like that two, three years ago. Um, and again, this is like, it's, it's definitely luck and other things that allowed me to be able to do this. But I even remember like going through the process, um, which on the lender, like asking him about like loans and other things too. And I think, and I didn't qualify, um, because there are programs out there for those who really do need it. Um, and I did not, and I didn't realize that until like I was educated on it as well. And so that is and shout out to John Wald, who is actually doing a program right now. He's, he's doing his thing, but, um, I have certain lenders that I've hand selected and John Wald is one of them that are really, really good at understanding and, and explaining things to folks and making sure you understand what your options are. Yes. Absolutely. Because you're in a different bracket necessarily than right. a lot of first time home buyers. And maybe my next first time home buyer I might bring on is someone who m- might not have ever in their mind thought they'd ever buy a home ever. Right. Yeah. And I help those people. So, and that sometimes is even more rewarding because yeah. they they don't have very, very, very limited savings. Absolutely. Even limited income in times. Exactly. And I think that's like, I think that's the thing, right? It's it's they don't think that they're able to do that. But there's so many options and programs out there that like do assist to be able to do it. And again, like I definitely was in a very fortunate circumstance, but I think it's like educating yourself and like if there is the desire, like at least understanding what your options could be and like talking to folks um, who may be able to get you to that point just to even like lay it out or even plan for if you do have a desire to do that in the future. Well, you stole my whole pitch. That's what I tell (laughs) to anybody. It's like if you have the desire, Mm -hmm. I might not be able to help you buy today, but in the relative short term, yeah. I can virtually help anyone buy if they have the desire, even yeah. if you don't have the credit you want, sure, even if yeah. you have other debts, like mm-hmm. even with student loan debt, mm-hmm. there are programs you can get in the state of Maryland. You can get a portion, if not all of your student loan debt paid off at closing. Yeah. Now, granted, cool. I call the Goldilocks effect. You have can't <laughs> have too much debt, too little. There's all these qualifications. Sure. However, there are programs out there that people don't know about. So if this interests you. You need to go out there and speak to someone who can really understand your situation. Absolutely. And at least get you on the path to know what your options are. Yeah. So I'd say before you even make a final decision, it's educate yourself. Yeah. And it's like, that's like the, with anything as well too. It's not like you have to buy a place tomorrow, but if you're like, hmm, like, okay, I don't like, cause I think a lot of folks just don't think that they're even able to do like, whether it's buy a house or anything in life, but it's like, until they actually like kind of seek out those options or even if they have a desire to do it there's i mean there's a lot of cases where like you know it's luck and other things but if you have a desire to do something it's like figuring out what's the path to get there um so that's right and so your path was finding a random home online on zillow (laughs) you said and you just clicked around you found something you liked yeah and miraculously, you end up on a phone call with me. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> it. Yeah, I um, I got an alert from Zillow and it was and like, when was yeah, this? I like yeah, to this say this so just to funny. show you timeline wise. Well, it's funny from that because moment to this moment in this chair. So you talk like I, I finally told a bunch of my friends that I was closing last week and they were all like, what? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Because I was again, that person who was like, I'm never going to I'm not going to buy a home. Like even financially, if I'm able to, like, I just have no desire. Like, I don't want the commitment, other things or whatever. So it was, I remember it was the day after Christmas. So it was the 26th. I was, um, visiting my brother, sister-in-law and, and nephew in the area. Um, I'd earlier that day gotten like an alert from Zillow of like, here's some listings like in the area or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and I remember we were leaving and I was like talking to my parents and I was like, Hey, just take a right here. Let's like, like go down this street. And my dad's like, where are we going? Yeah. And my mom was like, obviously she wants to like look at a house or yeah. something. Um, and my mom is like, has been so gung ho about me getting a, a house like over and over. Cause she really believes it, you know, it's an investment. And like, she does, she's like all your rent money could be going into an asset and those type of things as well. Um, 
And so we just drove by the house. I really liked it. So that was a Monday, I think, was the 26th, something around that. And then we went and looked at it on Thursday and then the Sunday after. Um, And then I remember Matt giving me a call on Tuesday and was like, there's another offer. Do you are you serious? Like, do you actually want to put an offer on this place? And I was like, yeah, I like it. And then two hours later, it was accepted, which is wild. So, it, it, yeah. So not everybody is that exact, you know, timeline. But so quick. It occasionally happens that way. Yeah. And so it's because I think you've done some preparation mm-hmm. and you knew yeah. your situation pretty well. Yes. Yeah. But it's just that it is that it is possible to do it mm-hmm. and that quickly. I mean, yeah, we're we're now speaking in the first essentially the first week in February. Yeah. And it's that done. essentially yeah. was January 1st. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, I've known you for 30 days. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Feels so much longer. But um, it does. that's that's like, that's the really cool thing is um, I, I think also personally, like when I'm made a decision about something, I'm pretty committed to it um, just because I, I, I'm, I tend to overthink things constantly. Um, and so with this, I was like, I like it enough. I have a good feeling about it. Like, let's just move forward with this. Right. So, yeah. Well, and. And so part of that process is you kind of just put your faith when you click a button and pray for the best. That kind of sometimes that's for all of us, right? Right? We have to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And so you started that. So I guess what was what emotions kind of went Mm -hmm. through you as you're touring that house? And you you, right. You didn't at that point you were were you pre-approved yet? Um, I don't think so. No, I think I talked to John um, afterwards. On, yeah, on Monday. I didn't introduce you to him until after we saw the first house, right? We saw yeah. the home together. And I think I think I talked to John. Yeah, after we did both, I, I did the tour on Thursday with both you and Craig and then on Sunday just with Craig. And then Monday morning, I think I had a call with John because I was like, yeah, let me see what my options are. Um, right. And I think like, I mean, when I was touring the place, I was like, I didn't have that like, oh my God, this is the one, like, I yeah. need this place. I was kind of like, this is cool. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I really like it. I like the area. Like, yes, there's things that maybe I would fix or this or that, but like, I like it. I w- It wasn't like overly like, oh my gosh. And I remember specifically you and Craig asked, like after we toured it, uh, so what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, I mean, I like it. Like, no, like, yeah. Huge, fireworks were yeah, going it was, off. And yeah. it wasn't like, this is the one, like, this is my dream. Like that, that really wasn't the case. Um, and and yeah and i was like i like it and then when you called me being like we got to put an offer and i was like oh okay let's do it like i was like i like it enough actually backing up on i think on monday evening the listing was actually taken down and i was talking to someone and they were like oh can i see it and i couldn't find it and i had this feeling i was like oh shoot like i yeah, really missed did I, yeah. I missed it um and then then i think i reached out to you and and we figured it out but um so i think that that did help solidify things when the thought of not having it, like what that felt like, um, right. and if that was strong enough for me to move forward. So I think right. it's like the lack of that actually helped solidify the want for it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. So I guess knowing what you know now, what mm. is there anything you would say during that process? Because it happened pretty quickly, mm. right? Yeah. So is there anything that you could think of? Would you tell yourself to either have read or to have thought about or done differently? So what advice, for example, would you give someone that wanted to buy their first home if you were to chat with them tomorrow? Is there any anything you've learned through that initial experience? I really think that um, I, I think it's like imagining yourself in the place, which is hard to do. I, and I, that sounds very like cheesy, but I really I really was thinking about like and especially for me, like I'm getting the place just on my own. So I thought about like, what would it be like just me living in this place? And like, yeah. what what does my future feel like being here and other things as well? I think also um, looking back, I was really lucky to have the team working with the team that I did, because I don't think I don't think I I think like if there were certain things that happened or like friction or whatever, I don't know if I would have really felt so strongly about about the place and like that, like you and and Craig and Emily and John had my back. Like, I think that was a huge thing as well, too, Um, especially because. Yeah, I never interacted with like the listing agent or the yeah. seller even or or any of those folks. Um, and so I think you guys made the process so much more seamless just by like the communication and like almost thinking on my behalf, because I think that's the thing. Like I was doing so much Googling around like what um, what to look for in an inspection and what to do about this and what to do about that. And like what a title company is and all these other things that I think you guys like communicated, like, here's the checklist of things to go through and here's what's coming up and that, that type of thing that it helped. It helped like calm my mind and ease it um, and not feel so overwhelmed by the process because that's what I was expecting. I was like, I hear horror stories about people closing and like inspections and all those things. So 
I think the team in your corner really helps. And and it can help. And so one of the, so I wanted to first, before I put my two cents mm-hmm. in, but it was kind of what you're as from your experience, like what it was like. So thank you for helping to mm-hmm. describe that. Yeah. And if you're listening to this in like what I would help and what I would suggest is first before, like normally when I find someone specifically off of Zillow or some of these yeah. other sites, because you weren't referred directly to me, mm-hmm. you found me somehow, right? That's yeah. through marketing. But usually I would advise people because I in through those marketing channels that I have out there, I meet people typically at the home the first time. Yeah. And my job isn't necessarily to sell a house, quite frankly. It's to try to prove that I have some value to right. help you understand your options. I don't really introduce you to a lender yet. Yeah. It's it's really getting to know you. Sure. And no one really wants a realtor. They typically want a house. Yeah. I'm just the guy in between. Right. right. It's like, exactly, oh, I click the yeah. button. Show me the house. Like, yeah. And, I'm very much not considered, it feels like, in the real, as yeah. a realtor until after they want something, then they magically say, okay, now like now I'll tell now you I, my information <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And my the best advice I can give to first-time homebuyers is to try to do the opposite. Okay. And so if you don't know um, exactly which home that you want or if you're trying to decide, try to find a great realtor first. Yeah. So some a best practice I would consider is if you're considering moving to Maryland or Towson or whatever area that you're in, you might want to go on Zillow and instead of clicking the buttons for homes, you could click around and look for agents. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. And so you can look at reviews. You yeah. can look at their past sales. Awesome. You can get an idea. It's the way they character. So thank you for leaving a kind review, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. I didn't, mean to inter- I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, yeah. I think the thing that's so funny is after I was connected with you, then I went on Google and I was like, Matt Ryan Group. And it was like f- all five stars. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, this is good. Like, this yeah. is like that. That solidifies things. So it's like a little awkward if you're like, OK, actually, this is my realtor now. Like someone else. <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> it really and well. When you can get a so to get a real estate license, if you didn't know, it takes two weeks. You could do it oh, online. Yeah. You, too, can be a realtor. Oh. <laughs> and and so the the diversity of of experience and yeah. talent right. and quote unquote the team they have yeah. can range from absolutely zero. I've never I don't know the first they don't teach you anything I did with you that they, they don't teach you any of that. Yeah, that's crazy. In your two week yeah. licensing course. Yeah. Nothing. Just nothing. like the bare Just minimum. Yeah. And so it's nothing to do about the contract. You don't know the other agents, you don't know the inspection companies, you yeah. don't you don't know anything. And so it's that's why I always say I'd inter, I'd recommend interviewing agents first. Sure. I'd like to say we're one of the good ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you could have very easily wound up with someone who just started because yes. think about me, my first day in real estate, I I used to advertise then too. Like as yeah. soon as I got a couple bucks, I'd advertise. And I hate to say it to my former self, but I didn't know anything. And like everyone has to start somewhere, right? Yeah. They do. So yeah. it's just, but if I was a buyer, I would think about it like I I don't want to be the guinea pig that Matt learned with. No right. offense to the people that were with me 20 years ago, but <laughs> it's just so it's just something to consider as a first time home buyer because I want to know my agent first. Yeah, because they're really your quarterback. Mm-hmm. The expectations of your experience should really fall on that agent. Yeah. And then from there, they should introduce you to a good local lender. Yeah. If their lender is junk, you know, they're junk because right. the best lenders, I'm the John Walds of the world and yeah. I have others. I have A.S. Raymond. I have some other lenders that I love. They only want to work with the best agents because yeah. they have no time or tolerance for the rookies and the people that are really, you know, that cause headaches. And exactly. Their clients, all everything blows up. And so that's a way to find lender, like the great lenders to find a good agent. Yeah. And then everything else, your experience should be hopefully more predictable as a result of that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it totally, I mean, it shows like in, in my experience, I think that's exactly, that's exactly, I, I, again, I told you this multiple times. I'm so lucky that I was connected with your group. Cause I think like what you said about like the group, like the team being your quarterback, that's exactly what it was. Like the buyer right. makes such a difference in terms of the whole experience. Yeah. Well, thank you very yeah. much for the compliment, but I, I pride myself on that, that uh, process and yeah. it is a process. It's something sure. that we continuously try to get better at and, and, and get more refined. But yeah. So that's just a tip I wanted to throw out there for a first time home buyer. Yeah, they can go that route as because well. Because otherwise yeah. it's kind of chance. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was totally ch- chance. Yes. Like, And I also noticed even like after I toured the places, I got like a newsletter directly or like or basically an email directly from your team being like, here are the listings, here are those things, right. which is nice because it's like a little bit more curated to exactly what 
um, someone is looking for as well. Right. And of course, I was just like super stubborn. And I was like, yeah, this house or nothing. Right. And I told you that from the start. I was like, I'm not yes. really interested. But at the same time, like just even having that initial good experience is like if for some reason in the future, I, this house didn't work out and I wanted to look for something, it could be it's all like I have you guys in mind. So. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So, and I try not to sell, I never push a home on someone that I don't, because hopefully we stay in communication yeah. and I earn the right one day to sell it eventually when yeah. you list it. And as a result, I don't want to sell you a dud that I can't help you sell. Right. And if it has tremendous amount of issues that I can recognize, because I've been through hundreds of home mm -hmm. inspections, Yeah. it's, I just, I'd rather have the client as the way I think of it as an agent. I yeah. want to make, I want to, I want to have a client not necessarily sell you a house. It's exactly, it's the relationship and it's like building yeah. that and it's continuing with that over time. And again, that's, I feel like going back to like my experience with like, look very briefly again, looking in like cities and those type of things versus like this area. That's what I felt more of is like, you know, it, it's more about the relationship building and those type of things. And someone that like has your back and it's cyclical, right? It's like, it's business of course, but it's also just like. You know being a good human and like yeah. it, it works out so well cool yeah. so okay let's get back to the process so that yes. was my little segue so cool. we decided to you know you decided ultimately i told you it's going to be competitive yeah. right there's another offer coming in right you decided to write an offer what it go through your head mm -hmm. like what did that feel like how emotionally did you decide to ultimately say go for it yeah like, tell me what that moment was it was i remember when i was talking to you matt i like my one was like the price of it it was definitely higher than i was expecting um and so when i found out about like the counter or like the other offer that had come in that it was basically like at listing price it might have been like a little bit under um i and i remember your recommendation was like going a little bit over and like then that would give me like a competitive fair chance at the place um i i was a little like Whew, okay like let's do this like I was like that feels like a lot and like when I was going through the breakdown with John the lender around like the numbers and those type of things it definitely felt like a lot um but at the same time it was like all the other I just I actually made a list on my phone of like when the mortgage feels high like think about all these different things and I feel like all the pros like outweighed it um it was just in terms of it being like an investment um also like yes the interest rate like is high right now but i was told actually at closing that it's like one of the lower ones that they've seen um what, i'd love what do you remember your interest rate it was 6.5 i think okay. so yeah and so um and and i also knew that like I, I kind of like i'm not like the most like financially savvy or like you know economically like you know understanding of that many things or whatever but i remember like that interest rates are kind of going to be going down over the next year or so and i just knew at that point like there would be just lower inventory of places but also like the places that there are could be like competitive and a lot of like bidding wars and those kind of things and like might may not be the case but i just knew like look i like this place i'm not like gunning to get a house but i i feel like this is the right house for me and so it felt it it solidified my decision more in terms of actually like being able to put an offer in for and feeling comfortable with that as well so you're very astute so i want to stop you just for what you yeah. just said a moment ago why in your estimation if interest rates start to go down in the next six to 12 mm. months, why would that impact your your ability had you not purchased this home, the next house? Um, do you, you, you just mentioned that you thought it might be harder in six to 12 months. Yeah. Why do you think that would be? Well, I just think that there's like, as interest rates go down, people are more potentially are more interested in buying because it's, it's yeah, like the, the closing costs and, and the other thing, I don't know if it's closing costs actually, but it just like overall, like the amount that they like pay for the house is, um, yeah, is more maybe financially reasonable for them. Um, and so with that, I assumed that it would be a lot of people there, there there's just more of a demand for it. And like, maybe yes. I'm not sure about the supply itself, but I I've heard again, like stories from friends of like bidding wars and other things over homes that they really loved and losing those. And I'm like, Oh, that sucks. Like I don't really want to be, I'm, I'm not that competitive. And so I was like, I don't really want to like have to <laughs> yeah. deal with that. Cause that's where I get like overwhelmed is like, sure. they're like, Oh, I put an offer in this place. And then it just becomes more and more like you just continue to go through that process, which I wanted to avoid as much as possible. Like, yeah. um, so yeah. Well, I'm going to try to weave in while i'm interviewing yeah. some information about what you just said but yeah. you're very astute here because uh, that's exactly what we would expect right okay and so when rates go down um demand typically goes up yeah because affordability by default 
goes up. Right. And so that's what makes, uh, that really truly makes what you're describing the most accurate and most likely. None of us know for certain, but sure. that's the most likely scenario is if rates do get go down by a half a percent or another full percent or beyond, yes, you're going to see people that are on the fence. I, I can't yeah. tell you how many folks I talk to that say, I'm waiting until interest rates get even I better. Know. Yeah. And exactly, if they yeah. say that, a lot of people are going to say that. Therefore, it's likely instead of like some of the advice I gave you, which is I know there's another offer. It's likely mm. at list based on what I know. Right. Go just five or 10 over. The likelihood that that in the long run is the most prudent information, like the mm -hmm. most prudent advice you could take yeah. is because long term, that's going to make the most sense. Exactly. Yeah. And it was funny, too, because I remember asking, I was like, I was like, what is that breakdown in terms of like the mortgage? And you were like, OK, back of I remember you're like back of the napkin math. Yeah. It's like tw 10, 20 bucks a month. And I was like, OK, like yeah. at this point, I was like, yeah, that's that's cost, fine. It's called a yeah. cost factor of money. Yeah. It's around six to six and a half dollars per thousand. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that and it's it's interesting, too, because that that's ultimate. Like, I don't know if that's what like saved me, but like, I mean, the fact that two hours later, the offer was accepted, I think kind of speaks to. Oh, well, that I did shook out. Yeah. give him a little bit of pressure. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. And that was uh, my quarterback again. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't give the seller a lot of opportunity yeah. to think about it. It's good. Uh, this yeah. offer was going to terminate. It was gone. Yeah. So, but you have to do it in a nice way, right? You mm. want to be the agent they want to work with, but at the same time you have to apply some, some pressure. Yeah. That's why you give them an offer that I feel they'd be silly not to take. Right. And you can apply pressure. It's really challenging when I have clients say, oh, Matt, present this offer. I know there's three other offers, but give me, I'm going to give you 20,000 below list. Yeah. And demand it. They get accepted right now. I'm like, well, I can't. It, you know, You're like, I don't think I'm that good, makes but not sense. That good. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't know. And I, I, I did keep asking you as well. Um, Like, I think throughout the entire process, I was like, what would you do in this scenario? Like what, like personally, what would you do? And you're like, everything I'm advising you on is like personally what I would do. And yes. I think that really helps as well. Just kind of put things into perspective. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, to be honest, like first time getting a home, like right. mm, it's and you're very right. coachable and that's so challenging. And it takes most people at least one lost opportunity mm -hmm. in a multiple offer situation. Yeah. Before they'd even consider taking advice like that right. you took on the first. Yeah. So that's, that's just, you know, props to you because that's really <laughs> okay. challenging to mm. think about it in a in a in a different light. Yeah, because, exactly. Yeah. You know, five thousand sounds like a lot of money. If I asked you to just give me five thousand for that right. glass of water, but yeah. when you're buying a, a very expensive home, it's very different. Exactly right. You know, that's ex and it wasn't like it was like fifty or whatever. Because I mean, it, it's again, it depends on what everyone's like financial situation and is what makes the most sense to them. But at that time, I was like, okay, this. Right. This feels doable on like a house on this house that I'm getting. And it's yeah, I'm able to do it. Well, so. guess what? And now you got it. Yeah, I got and it. As a so, result. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> Success story. There yeah. you go. So yeah. you were successful in that. Yeah. And so all right. So we went ahead, wrote the offer. You yeah. were very competitive, very coachable. So thank you. And you had to you managed to get it under contract. So yeah. what was the next step in the process? Um, okay. So under contract, and oh, and I then I got like a lovely email from Emily on your team. And she just basically gave me like the breakdown of what the next steps were. Um, and also I had a call with John Wald um Blender again. And he basically walked me through like what the next steps would be as well. Um, and got some emails from like title. I remember like actually the first, I think it was like that Tuesday after after the offer was accepted the number of emails that i got that i had to Quite go to was a lot and it was because it was like a couple of them were like here are your checklists and then the other ones were like here are all the supplemental information on top of those and i was like okay i need to be pretty like yeah organized in terms of like labeling everything and keeping and i was like okay this is a good opportunity for me to like get it together to organize everything and make sure like this process is as seamless as it could be just because yeah. i was like i don't want anything to like block it from moving forward towards closing. And I remember the closing was, I think, four weeks after. And I was like, might as well do it then. Like there's nothing holding me back, holding me back from closing later than that. So in a lot of this work, and the reason we do it in that order is because it, a lot of it can be front loaded. Yeah. And so we handle quite a bit of it as much as we can on our end. Yeah. And so we communicate with all the different parties, the title, the lender. But still, you I would we like to make sure you understand what to expect. Right. And so, yes, we send everything to title. We send it to your lender. The lender, I don't care who the lender is, that's always challenging yeah. because they need so many documents. So much Supportive. Yeah. I mean, it's even when I buy a home, I'm just like, oh my God, well, how do people deal with That's the worst part. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I remember, um, yeah, just the breakdown of 
all the documents, like probably sent like 20 to 30 documents over yes. to them. But again, they try to make it as like seamless as possible by being like, okay, we need X, Y, and Z right. and like upload it here and all those things. And um, I think it's also the technology these days is pretty cool, like in terms of how you can track things. Right. Um, so I think that really helped as well of like where things were in the process, what I like had signed, what I hadn't. Um, so right. it, it just made it a little bit easier in terms of like grass, like wrapping my mind around like this huge life event alongside like other things like personal life and work and all those yeah. other things too. It's not the rest of it doesn't completely stop. It's yeah, yeah, keeps ex going exactly. That's exactly. Still have to right. show up to work tomorrow. Yeah, and it's like, I'm like, oh no, I'm closing yeah. on a house. I can't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so and so we have you've started doing all the paperwork and all yeah. the emails right going through yeah. and then the next step that we had set up because we did home inspections. Yes. Yeah. And so explain to to me what inspections you had and what your yeah. thought process was with inspections. So I had a general. General inspection, septic, um, chimney, and pest. I'm trying to remember if there was another one, but I think that's that's the gist of it. And I yes. I remember thinking too, like, again, I was like asking like my brother and my parents, like, what inspections have you gotten before? And they were like, uh, like yeah. I think this or I think that. And like my brother sent me over like the inspection report he got and like who they went with, like all these other things as well. Um, and again, I remember like you and Emily had just sent like a, a list of like here's these inspections you need. Here's who we recommend. But if you don't decide to go with them, let us know if you need, like, if, yeah, if you go with someone else or what that looks like. And I honestly, like, having your team, like, schedule the inspections, all those things was, like, a huge weight off my shoulders because it was, like, here's what you need to show up for. Here's what you don't need to show up for. Here's right. how we can make your the process, like, even easier Um, that you're not overwhelmed by, like, oh, you don't know, like, how to, like, understand the septic inspection or those things? Because, like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm, like, again, I don't know what I'm doing in this process. So, right. um, so yeah, so I got those inspections done. I think the one that I showed up for was the general inspection, which was Correct. really helpful. I think it was, like, a three-hour process. The first two hours, um, Kate, the inspector, went through and walked and did, like, her thing and looked at everything. And then the last hour, um my dad and I went and I, cause I just wanted another, like just another yeah. pair of eyes from, from my end um, and walked through the whole thing. And she explained everything so well. And it was, yeah, it was wonderful. Honestly, it was a very seamless process. And so we've changed our process slightly. Oh, yeah. So we try to cover our tail by yeah. allowing, obviously you to choose anyone you would like, but mm. it's, it's one of those things, no, no different than lending and title. We have our favorites over the years because yeah, there exactly. are a lot of choices right no different than anyone else there are some really great ones yeah and less great ones exactly and so some people yeah. say well my cousin or my uncle or my dad used this company 15 yeah. years ago when he bought his house and he really liked them right and i'm like oh good god and then exactly you, i've yeah. never heard of them some guy shows up with like a polaroid camera you're like <laughs> you're oh like, my luck. lord yeah. Yeah. And it happens, yeah. and, but it's your right as a buyer to choose who you like. Exactly. But at the same time, uh, you did take advice because I we'd like to think that I've used enough of them, and a lot of clients have chosen others. Yeah, I have a definitive opinion as to who I think is going to be uh, going to catch things. It, yes, it, honestly, it kind of covers my tail exactly because I do not want you buying a home and then finding all these items after you move in because mm -hmm. I get a call and I don't want an unhappy client. Exactly, and also I think like. Even even also after you guys sent me the list, like I'm a, I'm pretty thorough in terms of like doing my research and those type of things. And so I did like all the research of like the ratings and and like reviews right. and stuff. And it like all checked out. So I think, again, after I did that, like a, the first couple times, I was like, OK, like Matt and team have my back. Like yeah. they 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 have their people. But also it's because like they yeah obviously bring them bring them business from and like referrals. But at the same time, it's like relationship building and it's also like right. we know that they're good at their job and like we know yep. we're they're, that they're gonna get the job done the right, right way so well and it's it really is illegal i don't get a check back just yeah. to clarify when they use an inspection company of right. my uh, that i recommend it's mm -hmm. really i am very loyal with the couple people in any category i refer but it's yeah. it's really quite selfish it's because i really hold them to a super high standard yeah and in the event something were to get screwed up, they will make it right because exactly. I have leverage. Yeah, exactly. Because do you, I, I do a lot of business around here right. and you will be cut off immediately and not mm -hmm. a little bit cut off. You're totally off. Exactly. And they know it. Right. So the people and I'm, I say it just like that. It's like you get everything or nothing. Yeah. And treat it accordingly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, 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 it again, it's like cyclical. So it's um, but yeah, it worked out really well. I, I'm, I was very like because I feel like inspections Again, I like through the entire process, I've heard 
horror stories at like different stages as well um, leading up to the closing. And I feel like inspections, there's a lot that can go wrong. Um, and so yes. I was pleased that like there were definitely a few big things, but we were able to like figure them out. And, and you negotiate yeah. through it and yeah. you, it's and you were very coachable in the sense that we didn't try to get every you can't get every last little teeny thing. Yeah. It's the big things, the exactly. big items. And you had a handful of bigger items. Definitely. And I think that was thing. To, that they agreed to fix. Yeah, exactly. The chimney and mm-hmm, the, the roof. roof. Yep. Yeah, it was. A, and like, I think we were talking about this, too, as well. Like we went through that entire report so thoroughly um, that I think like there were we we definitely like picked and cho- chose like what were the right things to focus on. Like, sure. I'm not going to focus on like chipping in the bathroom or like the door, the handle of the door is coming off when like the roof is leaking, you know, right. and there's active like water. In yeah, the house. exactly. Like, you know, let's focus like, on that one. It's like actually the paint color here <laughs> chipping is like not what I want. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. part of the process. So after yeah. the inspections done. Yeah. Right. So we made our decisions. We discussed from the list the handful of items yeah. that make the big items that we wanted to ask for. Right. It takes a few days for them to get quotes. Eventually they come back and, you know, we figure out what they're willing to do. Yeah. Fortunately, they really accepted all the. No, it was great. Yeah. The, the big items that we had requested. Exactly. Yeah. And then you move, you continue moving forward at that point. That's when yes. it's pretty, it's, it's almost official. Exactly. And right. we had like some crazy weather and things like that too, that, um, st- like and we had snow yeah, and, like, and like yeah. and a lot of rain and it, it still, the timeline was on track, which is great. Right. So, and like a couple permitting things, but it was all, yeah, yep. it was all closed out. So, yep. yeah. And, and so we get through that, then it's an appraisal. Yes. Yeah. And we get the appraisal back. Oh yeah. The, yeah. We had that appraisal. I think it was pretty, it was pretty early actually the appraisal done. It was yeah. Right around either right before or right after the inspection. Yeah, but was, that too was seamless. Like it was all yeah. taken care of. Um, I just got a report and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, it, you, it's non memorable when it comes in at value. It's I know. very memorable when it comes in lower. Exactly. Which occasionally happens. Yeah, exactly. I got really lucky on that one as well. Yes. So. That, that's yeah. a very memorable experience when that happens to you as a buyer. And you're like, cool. Yeah. Cool. I owe how much extra? Yeah. It's uh, like, what's that? We're, we're negotiating. So yeah. it didn't happen to you, fortunately. Yeah. And then, like, and then you settle, like you said, after that, it's, it's more about a final walkthrough. Yes. Prior exactly. To settlement. Yeah. We did that the same, I think the hour before clo- uh before closing so right. we did that and then settlement was right and we, after and we try to do that as close to settlement as possible yeah. just simply if you do it a day or two or three in advance right you don't know what happened right before settlement exactly and so it's always good to put eyes on your property and walk through it right before because the moment you sign yeah that bad boy's yours exactly and you're like you can't be like oh actually take back <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. so that was that's kind of the timeline and then yeah. you go to settlement settlement takes what how long do you think that was it was like 30 minutes it was really quick yeah quick. signing signing a bunch of papers well yeah. post covid yeah. a lot of the sellers including ours they sign in advance oh okay yeah and so pre-covid a majority of sellers would be there with you yeah and it made for this very semi-formal oftentimes awkward mm-hmm. situation where you're like, yeah. you're like looking at the seller side trying to figure out what they're making off exactly. of this they're like eyeballing <laughs> yeah, you like is this the person or this family right for this yeah, house yeah exactly. it was a little unusual but right um, i'd say it's at least 50 percent, if not more yeah we don't get to see the seller ever exactly well that was that was like a pleasant surprise actually the seller came in at the end i think my like when i was the settlement like my appointment was at like 12 and the set the seller came in at 1230. So yeah. it was nice to like meet her very briefly. Right. And it was like, congrats, like shaking hands. And I was like, okay, yeah. bye. Like I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's easier. So yeah. uh, it's easier for everybody. Exactly. So um, that's like kind of the new thing. Eventually yeah. we'll go paperless. But I know. That, and digital, right? That, was that strange to you that we had all this paper still? So much paper. I think Craig and I were talking about that. There's like, so, like how many trees were cut down for the amount of paper. They the are side. so slow. Yeah. The industry is so slow to change. They all want what we call wet signatures, exactly, the actual ink signatures. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it eventually, we all know eventually right. it's going to happen, but it's not exactly. there yet. Not there yet. It was nice though for like the offer and other things too, though. It was all like di- DocuSign and digital signatures, right. which was made things just so much easier too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that, I mean, that's basically, then you get the keys right yeah, after, the right keys. after you sign. Exactly. Right? And then you, like the fun begins, right? It's that's like, it. It's yeah. like, oh my God. So, but yeah. in your situation, it, it all happened, like I said, pretty quickly. Yeah. Four weeks. Um, exactly. Almost. Yeah. And I guess looking back, I mean, now it's done. You have the keys. I, I mean, know. what do you think are you either most proud of or most excited mm. about now that you are officially a homeowner? Um, I think, I think just, I'm excited to like live in the place and to like, decorate it and it like make it my home and like all all the things of like making memories in it and those type yeah. of things but it's what i what i love is that it's just like a space of my own and something that i own i feel like i'm very proud of that um 
And again, like really, I, I have I do have to say, like three years ago, like my fan- financial si- like situation and those kind of things were not in this place that I feel very fortunate that they were the last couple of years that allowed me to do this. Um, but it just feels really good, especially like doing it on my own or just generally being able to like, yeah, have my own investment property, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited. It's about. a big achievement. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. It's really what some people still measure as the American dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think about that with my parents all the time, too, because they like moved from India and like they have the whole thing where they came with like one suitcase sure. and all of that, too. And how they were able to, like, you know, raise my brother and I in this like beautiful house and like send us to a good school and like, right. you know, dinners every night and those type of things as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, for the longest time, I was like, I'm not buying a house that it, it feels really it feels really good to buy a place that I feel like really comfortable in the space itself. Um, yep. And it all worked out, honestly. So, worked out. And, and yeah. you know, for all the problems we have in this country, which there's plenty, uh, yeah. it's still <laughs> yeah. it's still something I talked to plenty of buyers that are out of the country. Yeah. And they just it's not easy to get capital. No. And they can't get mortgages. I, right. I did a, a Zoom meeting with someone who signed with me to, to help them buy here in Maryland. Cool. And I believe he's in Pakistan. And he's he he assumed he had to have all cash. He's been saving for wow. years and years and years. Yeah. You just can't get a mortgage like this. No, exactly. You know, here you can yeah. buy a home with as little as 3% down. Right. Exactly. Right. And There's options. Like there are, there are different options and it's, yeah. Which and is fantastic. So it's great. So it's, it, I always say, just go in. If you, if this is ever a desire of yours to be a buyer, everyone yeah. has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. it's always getting back to have a team. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to click a button and things work out, that's yeah, fabulous. Know, exactly. <laughs> I'm about almost 70% referrals at this point in my yeah. career, which I'm grateful for. It's a lot less awkward than meeting you randomly at yeah, a house, exactly. but still that happens quite a bit, right? Cool. It's still a third of my business almost, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just, it's such a pleasure to have met you and to- Yeah, you as well, Matt. And your team was fantastic the entire way through. I felt very, yeah, very grateful for this entire experience and how it worked out too and it's it's kind of crazy that it's like like weeks ago i didn't even know like this existed and it's like a month later i'm like all right here we are and this is like for here you for, are. The, for indefinitely so it's it's cool it's that's cool. It's awesome well it's yeah. a journey and you will never i think probably forever you'll be a homeowner whether it's I this know, home or the next home right? it's like it's usually once you become a homeowner typically you become a homeowner for life yeah exactly snowballs right it does <laughs> yeah. and equity some, and like, appreciation yeah, some and, advice from you matt right i'm gonna i'm right. gonna get my what like 15 places so well day. i yeah. do occasionally plant seeds i call it planting seeds yeah. i always expose it's one of the reasons i do this silly podcast is because it's good though. It's yeah, yep. it, it's planting seeds and it, it grows yep. into something, but it's yeah, it's, well, it's an option. Yeah. It's like, if you yeah. want to build wealth, yeah. you know, still it's a primary residence. We all start, you have to put a roof over your own head exactly. I tell people, but then beyond that, you want to build wealth. Right. And exactly. now that you know the process, guess what? Buying an investment property is yeah. very, very similar to what you just did. Yeah. Except you have none of the pain of, well, I want to live here. Do mm-hmm. I want to have memories here? Exactly. A lot of the emotion is taken out. Which is nice, right? It's like, it's, yeah. And it's, it's a business it, transaction. It's a business, exactly. And it's like very, it, it puts things into perspective and it's very like realistic once again, you're like educated and have the desire to do, right. to do something. And so. just remember, so one, now you're not done with me, right? Yeah, so no, as, never, as, soon yeah. as, as soon as you have a home, there's things, you know, there's, we didn't finish that whole list in the inspection. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's one of exactly. those things that will continue to have painters and yeah. contractors and, and, Absolutely. you know, a home is something we have to maintain and, and just you know, and just care for and love exactly. and improve over time. And yeah. And so hopefully you can rely on me over time. To, Absolutely. To, you know, yeah. No exactly. different than my inspection and lenders. It's yeah. I, I have a, a, a network of people that are local yeah. that are willing to to do whatever it takes to help my clients. And so exactly. I have a whole laundry list of things and I keep joking I with you, you that I'm like, I'm like my dad wants to, wants even like Matt's. R- I, love the, I yeah. was talking to him like about so some places. of the yeah. things he needs at his home. And you yeah. said, no, 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 no. Yeah. Worry about me first. <laughs> I know, deal I was like, with dad later. Exactly. I was like, can we close on this first and then you can get all your stuff done? Like, let's do yeah. that first. But yeah, well, I'll help him soon enough. Exactly. I guess we're done now. So you can yeah. send him my way again. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I think I, hopefully I, I did a, a decent enough job helping to explain what the process was like yeah. what your thought process and the actual process was like absolutely yeah this was fun. anything i yeah. left out do you think i don't think so i think again it's like it doesn't become like a reality until you 
until you just like connect with someone who's able to make that happen. Um, and I think that's that's the thing. Like on my own, it felt very daunting and overwhelming. But like once things got rolling and I chatted with you and others as well, like it all it really does work out. Um, if it wasn't this place, like there would have been something in the future or whatever, as long as my desire was there to find a place. And so, again, at like, you know, there's a lot of barriers in terms of finances and those type of things. But I think just like educating yourself right. and talking to someone to at least understand the options is like the first step. And I had to throw this question in because just the way you described that, I just spoke to someone yesterday mm. about a AI is trying to take over real estate. Oh, yeah. And as yeah. someone who just went through this process they're trying to essentially replace most realtors mm. at some point, right, with AI. Yeah. Because they want to streamline it. They want to reduce the transactional cost associated yeah. with this process, which I get, right? That's mm. happening in all industries. Right. So from your perspective, how how would you feel if this was a computer-generated experience? I think there's, like, certain things that it could be, but it was, like, all the things that already were electronic, like, understanding where, where you were in the process and, like, signing things. But... I think like having someone next to you to like walk through these things like in the inspection or actually walking through the home like I feel like I'd feel weird if like there was like a little electronic box where I just like w left like yeah. went into the house myself and like walked through and like the inspection like I think that it was nice having someone like there every step of the way even like beyond just like the steps of this process but just to like what are your personal takes on this and like kind of go back and forth and like have that rapport that like I don't think that you can get out of an AI tool. I think there's certain things that are going to be like automated and scaled, right. but I don't foresee like this, like personal touch of like what a realtor brings to this process as being something that can be replaced. It It's really the only hope I feel like we have is that it's, I think the, some of the value that I think a human, right? Someone yeah. that's talented as a professional. Right. And so not every agent, right, might qualify, but I think some of the, the best value we have is to be almost like coaches yeah. and to help with the human emotional side of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And the relatable, like you kind of want someone that you trust. And I, I, I think that's the only reason I feel like I might have a job in 10 or 20 years <laughs> is that's going to be, that's going to be hard to replace like financial advisors. There's yeah. quite a bit of that's, that's been automated and replaced by exactly. technology. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone's going to want that experience. Exactly. And I think that's like at the core of like human nature and tendencies. It's like that emotional value that I don't think you can just like replace with like a robot or with like an automated AI tool um, right. that I think is like, yeah, that humanistic character, that human characteristic. Um, that's especially so important, I think, in this field as well. Well, it's my favorite part of the field. Yeah. A house is a house, but yeah, it's the people exactly. you meet and the journey that you get to make them, you know, help them through. It's that's my favorite part. So I agree. I do this like thing, like as a, like one of the last things, like I, I do this like top three, bottom three of like my week and it could be like work, personal, other things. And I remember last week, like my top three was like, obviously like closing on the house, but it was, I think meeting like you, Emily, Craig, John through this entire process. That was like, that's what Aww. I marked as like one of my top three <laughs> things. And I think that's like a nice way to like round out like that AI, conver the conversation about AI and like that replacement, yeah. like like what I'm like, okay, thank you computer for like helping me close on this house. Like that's not what I would have wrote. So yeah, You're the again, most to me. I need to adopt that. Yeah. Uh, forget any advice I just told you on this podcast. I'm adopting those things. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's just the way my mind works, but yeah. That's so. fabulous. Great. Well, thank you so awesome. much for joining yeah, yeah. me. Thanks Matt. Thanks and for having me. Congratulations on owning your first home. Appreciate it. Thank you for getting to me to this point. I really appreciate well, it. Thanks. Yeah. All this right. was fun. All right. Well, take care. Thanks yeah. again. Thanks.